0: Uh, the stereotypes that we've got floating around the the, uh, uh, the world and stuff about how you should look, what you should look like, who sh- you should be. we got a great guest for you today, and we're going to be talking to her in just a few moments, but she's in the process of powdering her nose, so
1: I will talk to, <laughs> to Nathan real quick. How you doing, Nathan? Hey, good afternoon, Kevin. Happy Friday. I hope you're not frying out there. It I'm is not- H.O.T. hot. It
0: is. How, how hot is it going to get today?
1: Uh, surprisingly, it feels a lot hotter than it's supposed to be today. Uh, it's only going to be 75 degrees today, but I was out there earlier. It felt like 90.
0: Yeah, it's in, my, in my little studio, which, I, of course, I have no air conditioning. It is a little warm, mm-hmm. I do have to say. I do, but it's really nice. Now, I have been through, let's see, over 64th of July's in the Seattle area. So tell me, are we going to have a good one or a stinker
1: one? Uh, Let's take a look ahead at that. Um, Let's see. On That would be, which day is that? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have a great one coming up. A sunny, nothing really, no clouds throughout the day, high of 83. It'll be warm for the barbecue and won't need to do any cooking inside because you don't want to get that house hot either
0: no you don't and the other thing that i would implore people please 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 in most in most principalities these days fireworks are forbidden mm-hmm. and they're not allowed anymore and i except for um perhaps a period of time on the 4th but i would really uh implore people, stay away from fireworks. You don't want to burn your neighbor's house down or your house down or cause a fire and and stuff like that. That's, it's not worth it. Especially with
1: all this sunshine. I mean, the fire risk is going to be highly elevated once it comes to the 4th of July. It's really dry out there right now. We haven't had a lot of really rain at all recently.
0: Oh, I know. And by the way, if you must make something blow up, I've got the perfect solution for you. You take a, a gallon milk jug, you fill it two thirds with water, and then you put dry ice into the water and oh. then
1: seal it. That is ear deafening loud. <laughs> <laughs> I know like yeah. those Coke bottles or Sprite, whatever, if those things are insanely loud. I mean, maybe even louder than one of those M80s, which are a half stick of dynamite, basically. And here. yeah insanely loud i would not do that for the sake of my neighbors or dogs or elderly people with ptsd from past wars it's yeah that noise can be just as dangerous as the fires to some people
0: yes well you know half the fun is uh picking deciding when it's going to actually blow up because what happens is the the gas uh fills the uh um the bottle and then it gets pressurized and it gets pressured and more pressured until there's a weak spot in the the plastic uh uh bottle and then it blows
1: mm-hmm. um so
0: you can you can actually like do a uh, um I don't know a a um you can bet on it and stuff
1: yeah. I'm surprised so, anyway. the cap doesn't blow off before the bottle bursts
0: Sometimes it does. You must use Sometimes. a pretty
1: good uh, gallon of milk there.
0: Exactly. It, well, it's it's got You got to have a screw tap, a uh, screw top, mm-hmm. rather than one of the ones that just you know, because then then you're right. It won't it won't hold. Uh, but uh, I hope everybody has a safe, and I mean safe, uh, four day weekend if that's what you get. A lot of us get a uh, three day weekend. We have to work on Monday, but uh, uh, that's that's okay. Um, uh, Nathan gets to work the whole time so you know and I <laughs> luckily i get the fourth reason. off yes and uh by the way our guest is here and uh and uh, she is she's going to be with us in just a second but um nathan and i play a little game and we call it
1: how do you pronounce
0: a last name <laughs>
1: <And> it, <laughs> because, this one's got us stumped i'll tell you that
0: well yeah because it, it could be any one of a number of things it could be I don't think it's Levin. It could be Lavin. It could be Levine. It could be, I don't know. So I guess we're going to have to ask. <laughs> well, you. I'll tell you what it's you spelled
1: L A V I N. So put your Who Wants to Be a Millionaire bets in right now or your answers <laughs> and we'll phone a friend. But my guess is going to be Lavin. Uh,
0: Very good. I, I, I tend to concur with that. And her first name is Rachel. She is a, a a coach. She's done. It's it's amazing the things that she's done in her life. Uh, she's a published author of the Donut Diaries. I love the name. That it gets has got all kinds of five star reviews on on um, Amazon. Um, she's a professional speaker, a body a body love coach, certified. coach, a health okay. coach certified personal trainer she grew up in northern california has lived in hawaii even here in washington and portland and now she lives in greenville south carolina so uh with that uh, let's let's welcome rachel onto the show
1: rachel oh my- how are you
2: hello i love the uh bet with my last name that was fun
1: <laughs> who won, who won? Well, little you got to step in as Regis Philbin us. and tell us the answer. Tell us if we're right or not.
2: I feel like I want to hold it close to my chest for a little longer. I mean, you never know. We could create some buzz. <laughs> you
1: know. We could.
2: It, it is pronounced "lavin." You are right, Nathan. Yes.
1: <laughs> you know, I win a million
0: dollar question. <laughs> I wish I had a million dollars to give you, but you know, he's he's uh, he's he generally is much better at this than I am. So. Um, I'm not as phonetic. Well, I'm more phonetic than I am. Well, it doesn't matter. Um. Anyway, well, welcome to the show. It's awfully nice to have you here.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited.
0: Well, you've been doing what you've been doing for since 2000, and uh that's I've been doing radio since 2003. So I realize how long that is. Yeah. Um, but congratulations on what you're doing. Congratulations on the Donut Diaries.
2: Thank how, did you so you, much.
0: how did you come up with the name Donut Diaries?
2: I get asked that a lot and donuts are such a lovely food for me. And as we'll talk about a little bit more, you know, when you restrict your diet, donuts are not allowed. And when I was thinking of a title for my book, I remember what a lovely childhood memory they were for me. And so I thought, what better to be in my title?
0: And it's a um, the book is about taking get not not obsessing over your weight or, or well you tell me what's the book about?
2: Okay, well my book is my own personal story of how I struggled with not only my body image but actual physical weight, losing weight, gaining weight for the first half of my life. I was so hard on myself because, of course, being a female in the fitness profession, you have to almost force yourself to look a certain way. At least that's the way it used to be. And when I turned 40 years old, I decided that I was really missing out on a key element and I wanted to be happy, but I needed to figure out for myself how to get there and doing the work, figuring out where all this stuff came from and why it was so ingrained in me. And then moving on to accepting my body and loving my body and being happy so that's what my book is about
0: and it's gotten a bunch of five-star reviews on amazon by the way i was i was looking through your stuff and uh, i've been i was peeking at you <laughs> and just just to see how we were doing and uh, it's it's done very very well uh, it's been out now since 2001 correct
2: 2001. 2001
0: yeah yeah and you know, it's hard for me to. I remember two thousand one. I remember two a lot better than I remember to apparently twenty twenty one. But you know, so it's been out a couple of years. How's it? How's it doing? Is it? Is it still doing well?
2: It's doing great. I have realized in this past year and a half since moving to Greenville how much it takes to promote a book and to get book signings and do all that stuff yourself. So I'm learning as I go.
0: Well, you're doing, you're doing a fantastic job. And by the way, I wanted to mention this because we have a great big country of ours and it Mm -hmm. takes a long time. If you were to uh, walk it's 3000 miles across or some silly thing like that. So we have a lot of different cultures that are, that we have, we have, um, the southern culture culture for one, which is very deep in fried foods and, and gravies and and uh things like that and uh, it makes it difficult for for especially for women that are trying to watch their weight for some unknown reason like like society's acceptance maybe mm-hmm. but uh, it makes it really tough to feed your family what they're used to and also uh watch your own weight especially when you're talking about uh one of the favorite foods down there is biscuits and gravy which is a nice sausage gravy with smothered with biscuits and and all that stuff so anyway um how do you help if people in in your in your book and in your work of being a, being a uh, coach how do you help people work around some of the Dietary things that are just natural in 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 some parts of the country.
2: That is a very interesting question, and I think it may not even be as important at what of what the foods are, but how you feel about what you're eating and what it's doing to you. I think that people blame food for weight gain so often and so much. And that is a little kind of point of contention for me, because if you don't move your body, if you don't exert energy, which we, of course, associate with calories, weight gain or or not losing weight is just the way it's going to be. Now, of course, I understand that there are more calorie dense foods and it's it's just this is not a one answer kind of question so i'm sorry i won't go off on a tangent but the point is is that i think people associate biscuits and gravy with like you're this obese person and i'm sitting over here eating my kale salad that has nothing to do with how people feel about their body does that make sense yeah Okay. Yeah,
0: it does, it does. But the problem is we have a society that puts uh, value on, in my mind, a lot of it's genetics. And mm-hmm. there are people, I have some that are relatives of mine. I was talking with him just the other day. He's in the Air Force. And he was telling me he has to have 4,000 calories a day or he loses weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and that's really not fair uh, because, you know, for most of us, if you had 4,000 calories, you would gain weight. Uh, But so a lot of it's genetics, Um, but we have this certain value that we place upon looking a certain way because that's how it's supposed to be in the magazines and that kind of stuff. Doesn't it make it hard for somebody that wants to feel good in their own body, but their body doesn't look like Twiggy? I don't know if anybody remembers Twiggy. She was back in the I do. (laughs) (laughs) But if you want to feel good about yourself and you don't fit the stereotype, how do you do that?
2: Oh, man. Well, listen, I am one of many amazing people who are really focused on dismantling that because that is so antiquated. It's so wrong. And it's just so like old school. We don't have to look like Twiggy to be happy. Thinness does not equate happiness. Thinness does not equate health. So it's more of like, we have to start doing the work on the inside and it cracks me up how, and I was one of them. I'm not judging, but how we would rather go all the way around the I'm hurt. I'm traumatized. And I just need to deal with that so I can move on. It's like we diet, we diet, we diet, we do all this, we do all this instead of dealing with what's going on inside, which of course is the more you love yourself, from within your body can be anybody it just you're happy you're a happy person and that's what i found from doing the work i've been size zero i have been 120 pounds and i've been 185 pounds and when i was a size zero i was friggin' miserable so that has nothing to do with my body and what, what the shape is it has to do with how does Rachel feel about Rachel?
0: And and by the by the way, you're you're absolutely right. I had the for, good fortune of interviewing a professional model who was doing very very well in the trade, and she I mean she was doing so well that she would uh, they would fly her back from Hawaii to L. A. to do a shoot, and then they would fly her back to Hawaii and stuff. She's a very pretty girl, and but the problem is is that in, as she explained to me is that being skinny. does not make you healthy and that she knew lots and lots of models that were not very healthy they had eating disorders they had all these things because it was not it wasn't good for them to to do that yet in order for them to succeed in the trade that's what's expected and of course you know who sets those expectations expectations it's a man you don't say. <laughs> I know this is a shock, and people. It really, be... <laughs>
2: it really is. I had no idea.
0: <laughs> and it's it's and, and it's crazy. It, it is crazy because you know I think in, we need to look at people from the inside and uh see who they who they really are and stuff. But it, but that's that's obviously just me. But I think that we would be much better off as a society. um Now there's some people I know that you've worked with some people that. Um, because of trauma in their past, they use food as a comfort item. Because they are not, they're not whole yet. um mm-hmm. they're, they're still having troubles with that. I, are, are you, are have you run across that? And if if so, how do you help somebody like that?
2: Of course, I have run across that, and I have to preface this answer by: I'm not a therapist. I am not a licensed nutritionist. I am a woman who lived her whole life doing all the things. So when I coach a woman or a person, if it's, when I coach someone, it is, are you ready to do the work to heal from all that, to be the person you want to be? And I also believe in, for me, having an arsenal of therapists, of nutritionists, of people that can help me cultivate a safe environment for this person because sometimes it's very easy it's like huh I didn't realize I overeat because when I was poor I never had any food and it's like that easy I mean for some people it's much deeper than that and I have to be very aware of what my certifications are and what my experience is and then you know I'm not afraid to refer someone to a, a higher level professional if you will
0: I tend to think, and you know, you, you've you been in this industry for about the same time as I've been looking at this industry, which is well over 20 years. And um, what I discovered in that period of time is that uh, coaching at the, in, in 2000, coaching was a brand new thing. It mm-hmm. hadn't been out there a lot and there were certification programs and you could become a coach. Now it's becoming a really important big deal for a lot of folks because Every coach, and I ask them all, I've interviewed, I don't know, hundreds at this point probably, of uh, coaches, and I ask them, do you have a coach? And to a person, they all say yes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: There must be a reason for that.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're all just trying to figure this out together, right? And I think with coaches or people who, like me who just wanna help people, and I think that's genuine, I really do but I also need help. Right? And I need help too. So that's why I think you're right. This industry has bl- you know, blown up since COVID and there are a thousand and one coaches out there. You really don't have to look far to find a coach. But for me, who I feel like I'm pretty good at reading people. I can kind of see those people who are out there to help people and who really want to help people. And those of them who are just like, I'm a health coach now, (laughs) you know, it's just, there's still a disconnect and that's okay. We're still, I mean, listen, we're all just trying to figure it out after what we've all been through. But yeah, I need help too. So why not have somebody who's been in the industry longer, who's done this longer, who kind of gets me. So for sure. So let me ask
0: you then, uh, because this show, one of the things we like to do on the show is to is to give advice and tips mm-hmm. to, to our listeners about what they can do uh, to improve their lives. And if one of those things is getting a coach – are there any types of questions that you would ask a potential coach because I, re- I really think that you need to rather than just say uh go to the um want ads or or the, on the paper and win the want ads they didn't have the want ads anymore
2: i was like you're really aging yourself today <laughs>
0: <I know. laughs> uh, but rather than going to a publication or whatever that, that says i'm a coach i'm a coach hire me hire me you really need to interview them do, do you have any ideas any any questions that you would suggest that if you're going to hire a coach that, that you, that you bring up to them?
2: Yeah. Well, I will tell anyone, if you're looking to find a coach and the first thing they talk about is money, move on. I just think that that is, that's not the point. That's not the point. So for me, if someone's like, oh, I can help you grow your business and you're going to earn 10 grand by tomorrow. I'm like, okay. Bye. I just, I, that's not why I'm doing this. That's not why I want your help. Like I need a a strong woman who is going to hear me, but not do the work for me. And I think that that's so important when you're hiring uh, someone that's going to guide you in any aspect, a therapist, a doctor, whatever, if they're rushing you through the process to get to the punchline, then maybe that's not the right person for you. You're, you're reaching out to someone because you're, you're stuck. You want to figure something out. You kind of know what the issue is, but you're stuck. Like, how do I get there? How do I get over that hump? And so that would be my little tip. Just kind of think about and listen to your gut. Listen to your gut when you're talking to them. You know, it's amazing to me.
0: Though we don't when we go get a like a a primary care doctor we don't interview them we we, we well you sh- i think you should because a lot of folks they, they're a doctor they know what they're doing and stuff but but there is a personal relationship that goes along with that don't you think uh one
2: thousand percent i agree with you
0: and it's important to to yep. make sure that that they they get you and are going to take care of you the best way that they can given the fact see as an example i'm a guy i don't do doctors well Mm -hmm. uh and and because guys just don't go to doctors the way that i don't take my pills the way i'm supposed to and all that kind of good stuff but but it's important to have somebody that's going to stick with you even when they know that you aren't following the protocol does that make sense
2: uh yeah Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) And, and so it's, it's important. So, um, but, th- but thank you for that. Cause I really appreciate um, everybody getting a little bit of an idea of uh, what they should go and look for. And also the personality If somebody, if somebody is, if you hit it off with somebody, if you resonate with them, if you've got the same uh, vibration as, as them and the same energy level, that can, that can become a very good close relationship. Can't it?
2: Yes. I agree with you
0: so so there so let's go back to 2020 and when okay. we and let's let's talk about the donut diaries a little bit what when did you come up with the idea because we have lots of people that would love to be authors in our audience
2: mm-hmm. and
0: when did you come up with the idea and how long did it take from coming up with the idea to actually putting a uh, pen to paper
2: i had an idea for a book for many years i would say at least 10. but the interesting thing was my book was always going to be Rachel lost all this weight and kept it off and so can you and then of course i would gain the weight back or gain weight or whatever and i was like well i can't i can't do that i can't write that book but when i was given the opportunity in 2020 not only the gift of time, but the right people at the right time and no roadblocks and everything was just kind of unfolding so easily for me, I realized as I was writing my book how much more important it was to write about my failures. Yeah, I lost 50 pounds and then I gained it back and I did that for 40 years And I just realized how much more authentic my story is with that information, as opposed to just all the loss, the weight loss. So, yeah, that's, that's what really kind of made it, made it real for me is that I had a whole story to tell.
0: Why is it, do you think that, that we, we glamorize these stories of people who have dramatic weight loss, but what we don't do, is do a follow-up f- of them 10 years later
2: because we um, don't want to hear that story
0: yeah and because because a lot of times what happens is people will have this huge weight loss and they'll be dedicated to it then they'll work out and they'll do all the things they need to do but then at one point they stop and then things reverse themselves. And I'm really not quite sure what the, what the reasons for that are, but it seems even people that have, have had gastric bypass.
2: Yep. Well, because no matter what, a diet is a temporary fix to a long-term problem. And until, and I'll say this a thousand times on your show, Until that individual is ready to deal with why they eat, why they don't eat, why they exercise, why they don't exercise, why they hate their body, they will never have long term results. And I love to tell people this, that absolutely every diet that was ever created by man works. It absolutely works until it doesn't. And that's why people are always chasing for that diet unicorn.
0: Is there such a thing? Have you ever run across a diet unicorn?
2: No. That's why I wrote my book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> by, by the way, we are talking with, uh, we're talking with, my phones were getting, I, I needed to stop that. Um, <laughs> Rachel.
2: <sighs> yes.
0: Rachel Levin. Sure. <laughs> rachel l a v i n you need to go to rachel l i v l a b i n wellness.com and you can get all her information her pretty faces right there and and she's got a blog she's got she's done a bunch of podcasts and she's done interviews and and stuff so you, you need to go to rachel l-
2: huh rachel lavin you had it
0: Rachel Rachel Laven Wellness dot com. We need to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to talk more with Rachel about about her book and also what's going to what is in her future. And we're going to talk about that when we come right back. Stay with us. You're hey PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second, I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called socialpreneurship. So, what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us in the next few weeks. We'll lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on positive talk radio.
2: When you want to say more than words, communicate. You can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is a-naturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. a-naturaldesign.com at your fingertips today.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at KMmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome everybody to another episode of Positive Talk Radio here on KKNW. 11.50 11.50 a.m. We have a great guest for you today, and her name is Rachel. And uh, Rachel, um, go ahead. <laughs> Rachel Lavin. I'll get it eventually. Rachel Lavin. Go to rachellavinwellness.com. Find out all about her. You can buy her book from there, or you can go to Amazon, and you can buy it from there. And um, one of the things that you do, and I wanted to ask you how you do this, mm-hmm. is you're a body love coach. Now, what I want, what I want to ask is, if you um, grew up and you went through your teenage years and your and your body turned from a girl into a woman, and you were not happy with it, how do you can how do you talk to people to help them understand and actually to love the body that God gave them?
2: Yeah. I am sorry. I have to keep repeating what I have said previously is that we have to get to the root of what happened. Was it something you heard one time and it affected you for your whole life? Was it a person in your life that said something about your body all the time? Was it something you believed and you adopted and you just lived your whole life like that? We have to figure that out because until we get to the root of that issue, then you're never really going to heal from it. And you're not going to be able to move on or move past it and see your body as a gift. I mean, if I could just tell every single one of your listeners that if we wake up tomorrow morning and just start seeing our body as a gift, I would hope that that would change your outlook on yourself for the better.
0: I'm willing to bet, I don't know this for a fact, so you get to tell me, but I'm willing to bet that there's a segment of our population, especially women that are a little older and who don't go and look in the mirror and they they don't ever go and like uh, stand naked in front of a mirror and and just assess who they are and love each part of themselves. Uh, Do you find that to be true? Uh... Or have you ever asked anybody that? (laughs) I... It's kind of one of those questions you just don't.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear what you're saying. That doesn't question really come up for me because I've, I've been asked that. And so I know how it feels, but I'm dealing with women like they, that is so beyond their comfort level that we just haven't gotten there yet.
0: And that's it's beyond their comfort level because of all the trauma and all the things that they went through that they are convinced that they're not they're less than they're not pretty enough, they're not good enough they're not strong enough they're not whatever put whatever adjective you want to put there they're not that and yeah. then then they believe that there are something else that is less than and I and so therefore they can't get to where they really truly should be and where they could be if they want to present the best the self they can um
2: yeah i was just going to add to that i think it's yes everything to yes to everything you just said but i'm trying to get a person to start seeing their value for themselves and stop looking outside for that validation because honestly you don't need it And it really does wreak havoc on our lives when you're always looking outward for love, for validation, for attention, for someone to tell you you're beautiful. If you do not believe that, someone can tell you that, and it literally falls on deaf ears. So that's what I am trying to ignite in women is to take your power back. Believe these things that you are already all of these things, but you have to believe it.
0: If you don't believe it, nobody else is going to respond to it. And it's important for you to believe who you really are. And that takes some work. Um, and what steps, again, to, to offer some guidance here, what steps would you recommend somebody to really understand who they really are and appreciate who they are.
2: Yeah, this may sound very simple and silly to many people, but it was one of the most significant things that got me in touch with having those thoughts and feelings about myself. I took a hot pink pad of post-its and I wrote things on there that I knew I didn't believe about myself things like you are smart you are able to have a conversation you are beautiful you are in the right body to i mean i really had to kind of think about things i mean surface stuff is surface stuff you can write i have a nice smile but if people tell you that every day that doesn't really take a lot of thought to to think about so i use affirmations or post-it notes to create an environment of things I knew I didn't believe about myself. And then I not only didn't just read them, I said them out loud knowing that I was not going to believe what I was saying for a time. So that was my huge thing that I started doing when I knew that I wanted to find happiness. The second most important thing is what we were just talking about. And I stopped asking people about how I looked. And then I stopped asking people if I was fat. That was my huge thing. Do I look fat? Do I look fat? Do I look fat? I stopped that cold turkey. I had to, because again, that is you, me just giving our power away when it really is none of anyone else's business, what I look like. And I had to find that inside of Rachel before it mattered what anyone else said.
0: I think that's brilliant, uh, because you, you it really does help if you can identify the things that you know are not true about yourself, but you keep saying it anyway, or that little voice in your head keeps saying it. And it might sound like your mother or your father or or somebody in your in in your past life that has said that to you. Like, are you sure you want to have that donut? Are you sure? You know, and uh, and that's I know that's <laughs> one of the reasons you wrote the book is is because of the fact that that people tell us what we should and should not do with our own selves. And, and then they make us feel bad. And, and the other thing is, isn't it true? Sound like a uh, prosecuting attorney. Isn't it true? Young lady, Miss Rachel, (laughs) that most people don't believe it when you give them a compliment.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you don't believe it about yourself, you can't take a compliment, but I think women are born to not know how to take a compliment. Some people really value that some people don't, And my advice to someone who is incapable at this time of taking a compliment, instead of always saying, Oh no, 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 just say, thank you. And just move on. Just say, thank you. Allow somebody else to be kind to you. And I do that all the time. I love to give people compliments, especially women. And when it makes them uncomfortable, I don't push it. I just say, I love your dress or I love your necklace. I try not to say you're so beautiful or or things like that, even if they are, just because that's easy. You know, it's women make an effort to put themselves out in the world. And so I find it um, more complimentary to to compliment (laughs) using the same word to, to notice those things,
0: which makes a, great deal of sense because everybody would everybody wants to feel appreciated for what they do and and be taken care of one of the things that women tend to do is they give out love to everybody around them and do everything for everybody else and they take care of themselves last um or they and oftentimes they run out of time both to take care of themselves because they're too busy taking care of husband kids job house bills and all that kind of good stuff Mm-hmm. It's important to take care of yourself. It's important to love yourself, isn't it?
2: More than yes, 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 yes,
0: yes. And people, so in your work, in, in the, the people that you are working with, there, it takes a while for somebody to really deep down love themselves when they come to you and say, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, fat or i'm ugly or i you know the makeup doesn't work anymore and that kind of stuff especially women who are in their 40s and 50s when things are changing for them but there's a way to for them to still believe in who they are
2: oh for sure i like i told you in the beginning of the story i didn't even realize that i had this much love for myself inside of me until i turned 40 and i'm 51 now i i just i had no idea
0: I had no idea you were 51. You're you you you're holding up well, young lady.
2: <laughs> yes. It's those genetics we talked about. Well but honestly, I mean, when you live a happy life, it's almost like that's where the fountain of youth is. You know, if you're a curmudgeon and you're miserable and you make everybody else miserable, I mean, you just like, you know, start to morph into this, Old, decrepit, decrepit thing, right?
0: Well, you know, I got to tell you, we haven't talked about this, but I live in a 55-plus community. And so everybody here is a little older. And I'm actually one of the younger ones. And there are some folks that are even older. But what I find is that there are people who do not walk around with a smile on their face. There are people that do not say hello to people they don't they anticipate the worst in, in in other folks rather than working for the best in other folks and it's really is frustrating for me because i'm pretty i say hello to everybody and i, and I like people and and stuff and it's it's really is hard when you say when you say hi how you doing and they will look at you like you, you that you've lost your mind right and uh, so if if we if you and i can convince somebody to change how they are presenting themselves to the world and present themselves with a smile i think that will make them happier won't it you would
2: think <laughs> <laughs> some people just don't don't like people and that's fine but i love to you know say the difference is you can keep to yourself and be a loner but you can still be nice you know you don't have to be my favorite word in the whole world is curmudgeon you don't have to be a curmudgeon
0: what's a curmudgeon what does that mean exactly
2: A curmudgeon <laughs> is just a sour puss usually reference to an old cranky man like you're talking about who just refuses to say hi and like Hits little kids with their cane as they walk by, you know, just a, just an awful, awful human being.
0: I I hate that saying, Kay, and I hear it from time to time. That I'm really glad now that I'm old because I can say what I want and nobody cares. Mm. You know, and the reality is is that there are kind people, and if you act in kindness, as an example, I live alone. I don't I don't have a significant other. Um, but when I go out to people and I talk to the cashier or I talk to uh, the bus driver or I talk to whoever I run across, I always try and be friendly and uh, and be nice to them. Because not only does that help them, they may not have had anybody be nice to them all day, right? but it helps me because I feel like I've done a good thing rather than with the one exception of when i'm driving i still have a problem there occasionally
2: <laughs> listen we are not perfect we are allowed to make mistakes and i think that i don't even know you but you genuinely come across to me as a kind human being and that's really all you can ask for
0: that's that's in my in my world that's all there is 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 to take care of each other and to be kind to one another um do you do you ever um, um, listen to near death uh, experience people talk?
2: No, that freaks me out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the things that they'll say is it's not the big things. It's it's not the being a CEO. It's not being a uh, a a great big you know uh, famous person in the world. It's about the little things. It's about when when somebody's crying on a bench to sit down next to them and say, "Are you okay?" um, or to do what you do. And, and if somebody comes to you and says, I don't feel very good, you got to help me. And then, you, and then you help them with empathy and with kindness and, and do what you do. Um, that is some of the most important work that we can do on this planet. In
2: my opinion, I agree with you hundred percent.
0: And so that's, then that's why you do what you do. So I got to ask you what's next for you. What are you going to, is there going to be, I ate two donuts today, diaries, or what's going to be? (laughs) Where
2: are you going with that? (laughs) Um, Yes, there's definitely another book in my soul. I have, I'm a Sagittarius, so I can only focus on one thing at a time. So I am really focused on getting this book out there and doing everything I can to, make my message flourish so that's my focus right now i'm podcasting like a crazy person i am putting myself out into my own community working with different organizations from little girls to women my age and i'm looking to just speak 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 as much as i can
0: if somebody wants to hire you to speak what do you first of all what are you going to speak about and will you go anywhere
2: Uh, yeah, if you want to send me to Italy, let's do that. Um, I definitely foresee that in my future traveling and doing speaking engagements. I have in development, um, I mean, obviously, I can tell my story with ease, but what I'm working on is my experience with working with other people like, what is the topic that keeps coming up? And a lot, I mean. 99% 99% of it is a relationship with food. So I've developed a workshop, you know, food is your friend and also working with people on how to take their power back and talk kindly to themselves. That's part of this big deal. But i am I feel like there's a couple more workshops I'd like to get the kinks out and offer those to women's groups. I'm also thinking that places who cater to women such as spas and hotels and things like that might be a good way for me to get in there
0: i think i think going to uh, a a spa or a group of spas would be would be a great way for you to to get your message out uh and and to help people because there's a reason why they are they're going there is because they want to feel better and and to feel better about themselves and stuff and it's it's, it's kind of too bad that uh you know a lot of gyms uh the, the big box gyms like i know you've worked at a big box gym in 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 your past and it's um it's almost like a fashion show um and you got to be uh, look a certain way and you got to be fit and then and when somebody comes in is not fit and they're trying to get better it's easy for people to look down at them and rather rather than encourage them um and that that's i think is is kind of wrong because it's it, we should we should all be grateful for each other um
2: well we're missing out on the group of people that you're talking about as fitness professionals because you're assuming because that person's package is bigger than yours or the other people in the gym that they must want to lose weight. That's their focus. And that could not be further from the truth. And so I also talk to fitness professionals about that, like their mentality. Please come out of the dark ages. This person's package is bigger. I probably shouldn't say that, huh? Now that I just said it out loud. <laughs> the body the body they come in is bigger. <laughs> and, um, you know, they want to be strong. They want to be fit. They want to have a long life. They don't want to sit there and focus on eating chicken and broccoli and get down to a certain weight. That's not their – that's not the reason why they're here. And so that's, that's a part of the big fight too.
0: Well, you know, the, and the interesting thing about that is is that uh, everybody – has got a different body type. It really is interesting. If you go to like a beach or you go to like what up here, it's called Wild Ways where they've got the slides and all that kind of stuff. And you are in and amongst all these, you know, hundreds of people, you'll see all kinds of body types. And it's not like that you can, as an example, my body type is, um, I'm husky boned, as they say. And even when I was playing football in high school, and I was a all-star football player and a wrestler and a um, baseball player and stuff, according to the chart, I was, for my height, I was obese mm-hmm. because because of my muscle structure and yeah. and, and stuff. And, and so when there are, there really is not a whole lot that I can do about the, my muscle structure and, and my DNA and all that kind of stuff, except to accept it. Um, but a lot of people feel like, well, when you say you're big bone, they say, oh, you mean you're fat? Uh, it's like, no,
2: you know what I mean? Yes. I know what you mean all too well. Listen, we, there's a group of us that are trying to ban that BMI because it is so antiquated, so inaccurate. And... Doctors have been using that as a Bible verse since I was a child. And it just, it's, it is, it's a math equation created by some white guy back in the 1800s that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, your structure, how you were created as a human being. So BMI, am I allowed to swear on this? Uh, no. Okay, then I won't.
0: I, you you can you can substitute a word for for it. It's like um, I can't think of one that Nathan will not shoot me for later. So so but but, I,
2: I can control myself. It's fine. But um, there's a, the title in my book is BMI is bleep. So because it is, it's completely inaccurate information.
0: From what I understand, and tell me you're a professional in this business. The, the only way to accurately measure BMI is to do a water displacement test is that does that make sense no that doesn't there make sense.
2: Is, i know what you're talking about it's called hydro whatever i haven't i don't do that i've never body fat tested one of my clients because it's just so shameful but um i i know what you're talking about but there is there is no way to measure that right sorry there's just no way
0: so so if if uh, when you you go to the doctor and on your chart it says your bmi is this you can just kind of wad that up and throw that in the garbage because it doesn't matter because it doesn't it's not accurate anyway
2: right what you need to be paying attention to are your blood work numbers that's where we get our health information not from the scale
0: Oh, good point. Good point. I just had my blood work done. It's all normal. How about that, huh? <laughs> I was very, very happy I, I want
2: to ask you this. Did your doctor still tell you that you had to lose weight?
0: <laughs> She's been my rheumatologist for uh, three or four years. And um no, she, she knows okay. it does Then
2: we it. like her. Then we like her. You can keep her.
0: Yes. She was more concerned with how the blood, just like you said, how the blood work works and and how it fit within the the scales and of what it's supposed to be in the normal range if you will and as long as you're there then you are doing fine
1: mm-hmm.
0: in, indeed indeed so rachel we've got yes. just a couple of moments left in the show and i would love to have you we haven't talked about this either but it's just fun part that i get to do with you okay is I would love for you and I to, or for me to set myself aside and I'd like you to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know.
2: Oh my God, that's like so limiting. I want them to know all kinds of things.
0: Well, you got, you got two minutes.
2: Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, I just want your audience to know, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you're a man, a woman, a child, and you've lived in a body that you have not appreciated your whole life if you're willing to do the work and you're willing to dig a little deep and and believe that you can be happy and appreciate your body and love yourself you can
0: that didn't take two minutes (laughs) (laughs) you did did very well rachel it's it's awfully nice to have you here go to rachel (laughs) wellness.com (laughs) <laughs> and, and you can and you can find out all about her and uh she has a list of services there and and i'm sure you work remotely around the world these days i do everybody's got to because you know and the which is if there was one good thing that came out of covid it was the fact that we moved that a whole process along so that you and I can be, you can be in South Carolina and I can be in Seattle and we can have an intelligent conversation and have a good time. Yeah. So really, they had really,
2: my Northwest family for me.
0: Oh, I didn't know you. Oh, you, you must have, if you lived here, um, you lived in Washington. What part of Washington did
2: you live in? I lived in Vancouver, but I spent most of my Northwest life in Portland and my best friends still live there.
0: Oh, very good. Very good. It, I, I like Portland. It's a nice, it's a nice town except for East Portland when the, in, in the winter time, when you get the freezing rain, that, that doesn't work for
2: me. I, to, I know we're out of time, but one of these days I have the best driving story for you about that.
0: <laughs> very good. Rachel <laughs> Levine, Thank you for being here and go to Rachel L a V I N wellness.com. And to get all the information about her and You'll have to come back. We have more to talk about. And and thank you for being here. And by the way, everybody, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. Now, we're on Kixie at 3 o'clock this afternoon, so don't miss that show either. Thank you, Nathan. Have a great day.